Here we go. All right, the poison, the poison for Cusco, the poison chosen specially to kill Cusco, Cusco's poison. Ow. On a scale of one. Ow. On a scale. Ah. On a scale. Ow. On a scale of one to ten. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your pain? Hello and welcome to Beyond the Dreams podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have my sister, Christian Allgaier. And we are here to talk all things Disney from the uh, theme parks, the movies, the TV shows, video games, books, comic books, anything Disney, uh, we will talk about it. So, um, our first question of the day, we gave you guys a preview last week. Um, Two characters that you want to see in the same movie... Or, like, your most wished crossover and a reason why you would want those two or some sort of plot to get them together. So, um, I feel like the movie we're going to talk about here as well, (laughs) Ralph Breaks the Internet, which just came out this past week, uh, did a lot of these. Yeah. So, I think it kind of limits, kind of limits what we can say. But, yeah, go ahead. What's, What's your pick? So, I was actually just sitting here and I was like, oh, well, I was going to say Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. And I'm like, well, I can't say two characters you want to see together because they were just in that together. <laughs> um, but, I mean, like, movie plot, maybe. But actually, I started thinking Lilo and Stitch and the Little Mermaid because that I feel like you can kind of wrap in together a little bit more because she's by the ocean and, right. you know, all of that. Um and that could make for some interesting stuff with Stitch and Flounder and all that. Right. That'd be pretty cool. What would yours be? Uh, I think it's going to be the example I gave the other day, just thinking about it. But the example I gave was Nick Wilde and Baymax together. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it'd be like uh, Nick Wilde solving crimes, because he's a detective now on the Zootopia PD. Um, and Baymax being like his medical examiner, oh, uh, since Baymax can tell what's wrong with people. Um, I think that would just be a really fun, you know, those two characters together, I think would be really fun. Yeah. But yeah, that's the plot I envision in my head. Like they can kind of go together cause they, you know, work in the same line of business. Almost. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah. Anything yeah. else to say about it? <laughs> nope. Nope. Okay. So I think what we're we're probably doing a short episode here because we also want to have a, a an episode dedicated to uh, Wreck It Ralph, um, talking some spoilers on that. So it'll probably be two short ones that equal around the same length of our normal length uh, episode. Um, so the I don't have a lot of news specifically about parks anyway. Um, so we got. Some news here that the Phantom Manor at Disneyland Paris, uh, its reopening has been delayed again. Um, so it was the originally the calendar showed that it would reopen on February sixteenth, uh, but now it's back to saying indefinitely. Oh, really? Yeah, it's been closed since January of this year. Um. I don't know what could be taking that long for it, but there you go. (laughs) 
That's about all I got for the Disneyland Paris part there. Phantom Manor, it's just delayed. Um, and then a um, the Disney Now app um, has a... Apparently this premiered on the 23rd of November on Disney Now. It's called Disney Parks Presents a 25 Days of Christmas Holiday pray, uh, Party. Oh. Um, it's going to debut as well on December 1st at 8 p.m. on Disney Channel. I also think I saw that, I think it's on ABC this Thursday night, they're doing some kind of holiday thing in Disney or something. This is a half-hour special that will get you in the holiday mood and features uh, appearances and performances from Disney Channel stars that include Ruby Rose Turner, Dakota Lotus, they're from Disney Channel's Coop and Cammie Ask the World, Mm. Kylie Russell and Meg Donnelly from Zombies, the movie, Sadie Stanley from uh, the live-action Kim Possible, and Sean uh, Giambrone from Kim Possible and ABC's The Goldbergs. Um, they will take viewers behind the scenes of Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy in Hollywood Studios. Um, remember, it's a, a show that's opening in spring of 2019, so they're going to give you a little yeah. preview of that. Where you are a rookie racer... And you find yourself face-to-face with Lightning McQueen, who appears live on stage. They're surrounded by a giant wraparound screen that's nearly two stories tall. um, Pulling everyone into the action. So, that's pretty much all we we got on the news on it. But they, they might be able to show you some stuff on that that you can view now on Disney Now. Or wait until next Saturday on the 1st um, and watch it on Disney Channel. So, so that's a little bit of. Kids, I guess. What were you saying? I said I have to watch that with the kids. I guess. Yeah, and then we got some uh, rumors here that the Winnie the Pooh ride and characters are going to be removed from Shanghai Disney. Oh really? Yes. So for people that don't know, people have been comparing Winnie the Pooh to. Or actually, should I say, comparing China's president uh, to Winnie the Pooh. And the president doesn't like it, right? So, Mm -hmm. Winnie the Pooh's been centered over there for quite a time now since this thing has started kicking off. Like, uh, even in the Kingdom Hearts trailers that have Winnie the Pooh in it, he's been whited out. Really? Yeah, compared to, like, you know, Tigger's fine, other characters are fine. That's crazy. Pooh is just like this white circle, and you can kind of see part of him, but you can't. So I wonder if he's going to be edited out of the game, too, over there, or if it's just for, like, promotional release they're not showing right. him. But, yeah, they're saying that Shanghai is working on removing that, uh, Winnie the Pooh, from... That's crazy. Uh, they could be rethemed or removed completely because of the censorship in China. So... You know, the the Chinese government and a company that owns Shanghai Disneyland have been working on making attempts to remove Pooh for a while. Um, That's sad. I mean, I think this has been going on since before they built Shanghai Disneyland, so I don't know why they would have put it in the first place. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what I was just going to say. That doesn't make much sense then. Right. 
it's uh, it's just strange all around here. I mean, that's most of my park news. I mean, there's also rumors that Disney has not ordered any new monorails as well, which, um, you know, a lot of people were uh, are complaining about um, due to the safety issues. Oh, you know what we never talked about? Mm-mm. That whole um, photo pass thing. Oh, yeah, we meant to talk about that last week as well. So we can take time right here and talk about it. So uh, for people that don't know, uh, out of the blue, really, the uh, last week um, or so, they just replaced PhotoPass people in uh, the meet and greets that take place indoors. and Like have, Town Square or whatever, right? Right. And or I, Town Hall, whatever it is. Yeah, it, it's being tested with, um, what's her name? Uh, Tinkerbell. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently these pictures take, these boxes that have the camera in it take better pictures than what the photo pass people can take, etc. So, I guess we'll see how that works out. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I read, I was going to say, now I know that a lot of people were upset about this because of the fact that they don't just take the picture, like, whenever, you know what I mean, when you're there and you're getting a character thing the photo pass people don't just take one picture of everybody looking at the camera they capture the kid running up and them signing the thing and like all these little things you know i'm Um, sure the box can do the same thing well what i read is that there's actually like cameras in all different spots throughout the area that the character's in Mm -hmm. so that it will take pictures from different things like behind the character to the side of the character so you'll still get some of those pictures too so just little FYI thing. It's not just one camera. Right. But th- yeah, this came out of nowhere. I remember I was on Facebook and one of my friends that, you know, used to work down there shared one of those backstage memes. And it was about this box taking your picture. And I was like, what? I don't really get it. You know? And then next mm-hmm. thing you know, everybody's talking about these boxes taking pictures. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, like, I guess that's what they're doing right now for it. Just like, really no notice at all just sort yeah. of happen so i guess we'll see i mean i guess what they might justify this is 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 moving that labor somewhere else um because you're still going to have them on main street you're still going to have them in the actual outdoor ones because they can't just stick a box with tons of cameras on a, a meet and greet that's able to move all over the place like right that. um but I guess they'll see if they see an uptick in purchasing of these pictures because they think they're getting better pictures from it, then maybe you see this rolled out to every meet and greet um, yeah. that's indoors. Yeah, definitely can't be something like on Main Street. <laughs> right. But, I mean, there's not, well, I guess there are two, though. Never mind. I was going to say, there's not like a ton of character meet and greets inside, but I forgot they have like that whole Princess Royal Hall and the whole circus story thing, storybook circus. Yeah. there. I feel like there used to be more outside. They're starting to... Well, I, I think they have to put some of them inside because they're just in so many... They're in, they're in such hot costumes and Florida well, yeah. is so Well, yeah, and terrible. I guess that's their way of being able to keep them out longer, too. You know what I mean? Like, because mm. that, then they're air-conditioned instead of being right, outside right. all day. They still day. have to rotate a little bit more. But, yeah, they have to rotate yeah. more when they're outside. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, so we talked about that. Uh, 
And then I just got some uh, some movie news here. Tim Allen states that Keanu Reeves is voicing a character in Toy Story 4. Hmm. Wonder what kind of character does it say? Um, yeah, it doesn't really say. Smaller in size than Buzz and Woody, but did not offer any additional details. Hmm. Yeah, so he, he would be the fourth new character of the movie. Because we have Forky. And we oh, have Ducky yeah. and Bunny. But we don't know anything other than Keanu Reeves's Right. The voice. Yeah. So tell us. I mean, because you saw Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, and they played the both trailers? Did they play both trailers for you? Yeah. Yeah. Back well, to back? The be- yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Oh, no. really? Ours were they back did not to back. Do them. They did not do them back to back. Yeah, they started with the with the regular teaser, and then right after that, they get, went to the um, circus. Oh, okay. Um, no, ours was like there were several other previews in between there, and then that's why at first I was a little confused because I'm like, is this part of Toy Story or is this some kind of like you know? It was just weird because you didn't know. Mm-hmm. But it was cute. I mean, I don't know. I I don't. I can't really grasp where they were going with it, in a sense. Like, what part they'll play in the movie. Or if they're going to be, like, Well, I'm guessing at some point in this movie, they're probably going to a carnival or midway game type thing. And, and maybe Bonnie or somebody wins these toys, or they just kind of come across these toys while they're looking for Bo Peep or something, you know? Right, right. True. But it was a cute little preview. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. Uh, people were really enjoying it in the theater more than the regular teaser. Oh yeah, well, I agree with that. Yeah, because they don't give you a lot of information in the normal teaser, so it's a lot of, um, you know. So this one this at least kind of pokes has fun some kind of stuff. like commentary yeah. at least, you know. Yeah. But yeah. All right, and then we got some box office results from Wreck It Ralph. Um, breaks the internet. So that stands currently at uh, for a five day total of 84.47 million and an estimated 55.67 million from this weekend. Wow. So 84 total, 55 from the weekend. Yeah, so it did well. Not as good as Frozen. So originally, initial projections had it doing better than Frozen. Um, and oh, then yeah, and it didn't. No, and then it fell short by about almost ten million, I think. Um, and then, um, I think it did better than Moana here. So that's what I was wondering. And then the last thing we have here is Walt Disney Studios put this out uh, yesterday, but uh, the Lion King trailer that debuted on Thanksgiving during the football games had a record-breaking 224.6 million global views in 24 hours. Wow. It's the most, I believe it. most viewed Disney trailer of all time. Wow. Well, let me tell you. Yeah, that night, all it was on my Facebook was people sharing that. Right, right. Over and over and over again, everybody. So, I believe it. Yeah, so let's talk about it a little bit. I, I was at dinner and... You know, I started seeing some animals. They kind of look like shots from the first movie, like the cartoon. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, is this a Lion King trailer? You know? <laughs> so I just kind of stopped and started staring at it more. And then it's like, you know, you start seeing Rafiki come in there and 
then you see baby Simba, and you're like, yep, this is it. You know, and you, you start hearing, you know, what he- sounds like James Earl Jones, you know, playing Mufasa, and you're like, because it wasn't like super loud where I was, you know, so. Yeah. It, it's like, and that's the only time I watched it. I, I, I haven't rewatched it since, like, where I could be at home and, and watch it myself. So I'll probably have to do so, that again, too, here. Yeah. But. I was going to say, so we were at our friend's house for dinner and saw, like, I, it kind of like, kind of the same thing where it kind of caught the corner of my eye you know right. and honestly i was thinking what is this another jungle book already because i couldn't believe that lion king is already going to be out this year like it just seems like it's further away right so i'm like really puzzled because it said you know from the creators of the jungle book what like that's the part i saw and then right. i saw animals so i'm like what and then yeah saw rafiki and i'm like oh my god it's for the new lion king so i did um, watch it again like the day after online or whatever i mean again it's kind of more of a teaser thing everything show they show well hey you already know what's going to happen you know the movie but right right you know what i mean they just kind of show all the animals and then they show him holding simba up and mufasa's famous little line and that's about it but and you see the stampede really you see the stampede yeah, stuff going yeah. on but man this movie looks so good like, really glad they have, you know, John Favreau, who, who did Jungle Book. Um, it seems like Jungle Book was almost like the testing ground for, can we do a live-action Lion King, you know? Yeah. And well, once because they I could, feel like you're... I feel like because Lion King's more of a movie that people would be disappointed by. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to test it on the Lion King. Right. That's like... Not that the Jungle Book isn't a good movie, but... But yeah, my mom was like, are these real animals? And I'm like, no, this is like CGI, you know? like That's funny. It's crazy know, Zach, how good it looks. Zach though. was asking me, I was like, well, they're CGI. And he's like, but that means that they're like going to talk though? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't know. I was like, yeah, but it's just like the Jungle Book and we liked that. So. Right. I, I mean, it does seem weird when you're watching it. It's like hard to believe that it's going to be like a movie, <laughs> like a Lion King movie, but looks good though i mean simba looks cute mm-hmm. um you know you, you still have you know it's amazing james earl jones is able to play uh mufasa for his second time it's great uh, though because yeah. i mean i don't it'd be hard to find somebody who can do it as well right now there's got to be some differences in this of course because you can't just be like we're remaking yeah word for word word for word because i just feel like well, that's is, just what's like, it you know, Beauty and the Beast you know? and Cinderella had a twist on them. Yeah, a little bit. So. Right. Maybe a new song in there or not as many of the songs in there, you know. Yeah. Like, I think one that they could probably remove is Just Can't Wait to Be King. It's not one I would want removed, but I just don't know how that would look not done animated. in this style. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It Because I think this movie has to be a little more serious in a sense you know right not i don't know that just seems so i don't know kitty but yeah so i think this thing might just break records if it's already breaking trailer records i mean this thing could oh yeah that thing is gonna make some mega mega money and let's not forget lion king was their most successful animated film until frozen that's crazy so this could be their most successful like live action film yeah, I don't doubt it. 
It's got a huge following. And not only that, it appeals to girls and boys. So you're not limiting one over the other. You know what I mean? Right. You're not appealing to just one side. Right. And you're probably getting the people that maybe don't go see Ralph Breaks the Internet anymore because they feel like they're too old. But they're like, oh, live action Lion King? That's my nostalgia, whatever. Yeah. And then they go for that. And then you get all the young kids who are like, maybe haven't even seen Lion King. And this is going to be their version of Lion King, you know? And it just goes from there. But Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was very surprised that they debuted this during there with, like, no buzz at all. Um, yeah. You know, like, we, we usually kind of get a tip off of this stuff, you know, where people are like, it's yeah, going to premiere it. this day. It's going to premiere that day, you know? Right. Or watch Good Morning America. It's going to premiere then, you know? But this was just, like, out of the blue, dropped, you know? And it's smart, though, too, because Lion King is their biggest film animation-wise since, like I said, Frozen. and um, Or since before Frozen. and Until. It's going to... Just the word of mouth. Like you said, people sharing it on Facebook consistently all over your feed, you know? Well, yeah, um, I mean, especially same thing with for, mine. for it to do so well on a holiday when people are like... Doing other things. Yeah, they took time out of dinner. Took time out of dinner to go on there and be like, "Oh, this looks awesome," and share it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's amazing. So hopefully, the I keep seeing two um, memes about that, and one is that one like I sent you about. Now they have to watch Mufasa die in high death. Yeah, high definition. Um. And then the other thing I saw is like it had the Disney lineup for 2019, and it's that picture of um, Adam Sandler in the yeah, one movie yeah. where he's the big kid and he's sitting among the kids saying "Me in the theaters in 2019." Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, because we got uh, Dumbo. I was just talking about this on the day before Thanksgiving. We went to see Ralph breaks the internet and saw posters for Toy Story 4 that summer, Aladdin mm-hmm. that summer. Um, you know, Avengers is that summer. Got Captain Marvel in March. Star Wars at the end of the year. Dumbo's uh-huh. coming out sometime in there. Uh, Lion King in July. <laughs> it's... And that's that's the thing that I saw. It was like six or seven movies. It was all, all the between... live action ones. Yeah, it was all yeah, the live but action. all between like March and July. Right, right. You know, that's a lot. It said something like Disney didn't have to go this hard or something. Right. You know, like. <laughs> and we have. Let's not forget, too, um, the streaming service launching at the end of the next year. And I don't know if it's going to be ready for them, but they have a Lady and Tramp live action that's coming out on there. Um, hmm. They have, uh, you know, new TV shows like Star Wars The Mandalorian on there. They're going to have a new Star Wars film at the end of the year of next year. And you have Frozen at the end of next year. Frozen yeah. 2. It's... Like, I thought, I think 2017 was a lot in theaters for Disney. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 2019 just upped it, you know? because Which is crazy, because how many years was it that we would only get, like, one movie, or you'd have to wait so long? Now, right. they're just, like, hammering them out. Right. Oh, yeah, you get Spider-Man at, at, in July as well. So, I mean, I'm going to be in the movies every every day, it feels Every like. month. <laughs> Multiple um, times a month. Every months. week, a new movie from Disney yeah. dropping. It's crazy to think that they have that much coming out. It's like 
will they swallow themselves? I mean, here's the thing. They usually have really bad live-action films throughout the year, too. Maybe we just haven't heard of those yet. But, you know, like Wrinkle in Time, <laughs> Nutcracker in the Four Realms, you know, where they just bomb, right? But if you look at all of these live-action they have lined up for this year, next year... Yeah, I you mean, can't picture which one no, bombs. No, Lion King's not bombing. Aladdin, sure not bombing. Maybe Dumbo? I don't know if the sentimentality for Dumbo was there in, in some of these generations. But, but I it think was that good one buzz. looks cool. There was good buzz you know I mean? everywhere. What were you saying? Yeah. I think it looks cool, though. Like, I think that part will draw people... They may not be as sentimental towards that as the other two movies, but, like, visually, it looks good. You know what I mean? Right. So, who knows? But, I mean, out of all of those, I would think that one would do the... The worst. Make the least. Yeah. But... Yeah. And maybe that's why they moved Lady and Tramp to digital streaming. Because uh, <laughs> I think originally it wasn't supposed to be. So, if you're like... Yeah, cool. I can't we see can that just open it up. Hot. We can just open this up on the streaming and not release it in theaters, and that will like. You think that's what you, they might start doing for these Wrinkle in Time, um, Nutcracker Type. ones, where they are like, "Look, it's not look. It's not looking like we're getting a lot of buzz about this. Why don't we just scrap the theater release, put it on the streaming, you know, and say, mm-hmm. hey, there's a new movie that's only on this streaming platform, and people, if it's yeah, as low as it costs." Too. If it's as low as a cost is what they're saying. Some people are quoting $5, maybe, for this Disney streaming service. It's certainly supposed to be lower than 10 hmm. You're looking at pretty good deal. Right. Because it's supposed to be lower than Netflix. Uh, ESPN Plus is $5, so I think some people are thinking Disney Plus is going to be $5. Disney hasn't came out with any price, though. So, just all speculation. But, yeah, I mean, really, if it's 5 bucks and you're getting all this content... It's pretty good. People are going to sign up, especially when you have only things that you can only find on there. Right. Right, exactly. And when you put stuff like new Marvel shows and new Star Wars shows on there, I mean, you're going to get all those people signing up for it, too. Yeah. Um, So let's just take a little bit of a break here and talk spoiler-free. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Your initial thoughts on, on that. Spoiler free. Um, I mean, I thought it was good. I thought it was cute. I liked the message of it. As we said earlier, I don't think it's as good as Wreck-It Ralph 1. But not to say I was disappointed or anything. It was just different. And I don't know. Simply, I liked the message of it, though. Still a good movie. Right. The message of... um, I mean... We'll get a little bit more into it with our spoiler-free ep- uh, spoiler episode, but um, you know, people have been saying in reviews, you you know, there's not really a villain in this film. You know, like Wreck-It no. Ralph one has uh, King Candy Turbo um, as the villain. This one doesn't really have that. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what the villain of the film is. It's it's something that's relatable. I feel like for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, and and shares a good message. Um, you know, there's times where you kind of have this relationship that Ralph and Vanellope have, you know, where Ralph is, um, kind of clingy and because he finally has a friend, you know, he went all of the first movie without a friend until he met Vanellope and you have, um, Vanellope who wants more of a challenge in life, doesn't want to do the same thing every day like Ralph does. So it kind of creates friction like that and we'll get a little bit more into that. Um, I did enjoy it. Like I said, I agree. It's not as good as um, Wreck-It Ralph. 
but still some really funny moments in this thing. Um, we'll just talk briefly about it. The only thing, I really like the princesses all in there. But I think they may have just overshadowed Ralph and Vanellope in their own film. Which is unfortunate. Well, I I actually think in that sense, they showed us way too much of that on the previews. Yeah, right, right. Because you already kind of knew everything. So uh, then it wasn't... I think that should have been something that you hadn't seen. Because I think it would have made it that much better. And you would have... It would have added to the movie, whereas it didn't add to it because I already knew it was going to happen, if that makes sense. You know right. I mean? It is, like, like, the best scene of the movie, and it sucks that it's all in the trailers. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so I guess we'll just wrap up our spoiler-free thoughts on that. Uh, definitely go see it if you're somebody that's interested in... If you enjoyed Wreck-It Ralph 1. It, you don't, it doesn't have, like... You know, Wreck-It Ralph 1 is more aimed at old school, right? I mean... It's yeah. video games, arcade, Pac-Man, this is, Sonic. This is very this generation this is more, right now. Yeah, exactly. This generation with the internet. A lot more internet humor. Um, I really... One thing I'll say, I really loved... It reminds me of Inside Out. Inside Out shows you this amazing... How things work in the, in the brain type oh, of thing. Oh, I was going to say... I was going to say the same thing. Like, I really like how they did that whole thing. Right. And the internet... Then breaking down the internet and how you can, you know, travel from one place to another. The, you know, knows more. Who's the Google search bar mm-hmm. is one of the, he was one of my highlighted characters. Um, he's also voiced by the guy who voiced King Candy and who voiced uh, Hey Hey from Moana and oh, really? K2SO, Alan Tudyk. He shows up in like every, <laughs> every Disney film now because he was the Duke of Wesselton He's uh, Duke Weaselton in uh, Zootopia, you know. Um, so yeah, he's in like all these movies now. So his his he can change his voice amazingly like that, you know. Was, yeah, that is couldn't really good. tell it was him. Um, but you know how much he just I I really like the idea of like the search bar like that and going to eBay and watching them, you know, bid on stuff yeah. and <laughs> yeah, uh, BuzzTube, you know. Um, with how the likes work and them collecting hearts and vacuuming them up. So very creative in the way that they work out that stuff. Spamly, the spam bot, you know, type guy. Um, the and, Twitter birds. Those right, the Twitter cute. birds. But I, I'd say one thing that was really great too was the pop-up blockers, right? They just kind of rolled over the <laughs> pop-ups. Just kind of <laughs> knocked them down. Yeah. But yeah, so um, we won't go too in-depth with that. But yeah, I like the way that they imagined... The internet working on the inside and like giving those hubs of places and how it all worked. But yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really inventive and creative. All right, so I guess we'll get to the final question here. And then, like I said, we'll have a separate episode detailing spoilers since the movie's so fresh. Don't want to have you turn off the episode halfway through just to avoid it. Um, you know, because that's what some podcasts do. Yeah. So here we are. Um, we talked about this a little bit uh, last week. We gave people the preview here. The first question you would ask if you met Walt Disney himself in person. All right. You re- you want me to go? If you have it. You, you were struggling okay. earlier, so. Um, what? It's kind of like a two-part question, I guess. 
what is one thing he wouldn't want to change in the parks? One thing he wouldn't want anybody to touch and change in there, whether it be like an attraction, a show, uh, you know, something specific, I guess. Um, and one thing that he would want to change. Right. What do you What do you think his answer would be for what he wouldn't want to change, like attraction wise? Attraction wise. Yeah. Like what? Uh, what? What attraction is he's like hands off? Hmm. I don't really know. I want to say like Carousel of Progress, just because it's like his original thing. You know what I mean? But. Right, it's got to be the one of the ones he worked on, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know that, or it's a small world. Small world, haunted mansion, pirates, right? Pirates or Carousel Progress. I feel like it's got to be one of those. Yeah. Um. And, and maybe I mean, yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe we already messed up. <laughs> what he doesn't want us to touch um you know epcot was a concept for him that was about a futuristic uh world right you know an actual community to live in and we took that and and changed it completely so yeah yeah maybe it's the and concept it just keeps of epcot. changing further and further away from what it was i think right i mean even what it opened as wasn't what he was envisioning but yeah it's changed even more from there yeah Okay, what's yours? Oh, mine would be, um, so when Mickey took off in popularity, did he ever think about Oswald and what could have been? You know, like, did did he think Oswald could have been as popular? Um, Did he think he could build, you know, like how Mickey became the symbol for the company? If he had the full rights to Oswald, did he think that that would be... His symbol. That right, instead been. of Mickey. Did he think... Because the characters are very similar in, 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 mm-hmm. in back then. So something like that, you know? Does he think that that would have been the same? Or would it have changed completely um, if... Like, m- maybe if he hadn't lost Oswald, if we wouldn't even still be here talking about this company. Right, you know? right. If it all would have turned out the same or not. Right. It just seems like, you know, you don't get that much. Uh, you don't really hear a lot about if You know, he he always talked about the making of Mickey Mouse and, and how Mickey was for the company and stuff. But you never really heard him talk too much about Oswald in any old interviews or anything where it's like, oh, yeah, I created this one, you know. Yeah. Maybe it's because he didn't have the rights to him or Well, that's or what I was going to say. Maybe he wasn't allowed to. Right. But, yeah, it makes me wonder, like, what his thoughts on him were. Was it one of those where he's like, he's like, if he doesn't, if he likes Mickey more in the sense of, like, well, Oswald was, like, my first version of him, but then I, I nailed it down perfectly with Mickey. You know, like, right, I, I'd like right. to get kind of more concept on, on how or he like, Yeah, that. like, if he felt like it was almost a blessing that he right. didn't have the rights so that he could come to creating Mickey, you know? Because right. without all of that, he wouldn't have, probably. Right. So that's pretty much it. So well, let me give you some previews of questions we have for next week. And then we can give them all of our um, places to find us. 
So we have to come up with more questions after this because this is our last pair of questions that we okay. haven't thought of ahead of time. Favorite Disney Christmas movie? So okay. think about that for a week. Also, the best Disney background music or like music that you hear in a land, that type of... You know, that or, like, attraction music, you know, while you're in the yeah. queue line. Some sort of music that's not, like, really prevalent. You know, it's not like the Splash Mountain singing Splash Mountain to you. Right, but right. Just some sort of background sleep. music that you hear that you're like, oh, that makes me think of being at Disney. Or, you know, uh, when you're walking in the park and you're like, I really love when I hear that tune while I'm in this land. Or, right, right. You know, because Dad really likes that um, music in the on the TV channel. You know, oh, that plays yeah. the classical versions of some songs. I know, songs. when we were there with them the last time, he had it playing. thought it was funny. Right, so something something like that. That kind of mixes in ones from, like, movies and also, you know, I'll, I'll save. I'll save what mine is, but I really like... Well, it's, it's from a movie, but they play it on Main Street, so people can figure that out. But I'll <laughs> go more in depth oh, with it next yeah. week. Um... Yeah, so everybody think about those. I'll say them again. Favorite Disney Christmas movie? You know, those include, like, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, which actually he was on when he gave this interview about Keanu Reeves. He also talked a bit about the Santa Claus, and in the first draft of that, he was supposed to shoot Santa off of the roof. Really? Yeah, thinking he was an intruder. Like a burglar. Huh. Um, but Disney said, Jeff Jeffrey Katzenberg said, we can't open up a Disney movie with you shooting Santa off the roof. That's true. Um, so yeah, favorite Disney Christmas movie? That's like Santa Claus. You know, you got Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, Twice Upon a Christmas. The Christmas the Carol. The Christmas Carol. Um, Muppet Christmas Carol is included in those. Disney's Christmas Carol, which is the Jim Carrey CGI animated film. Um... Santa Claus 2, <laughs> the Mrs. Claus, and Santa Claus 3, the Escape Claw. Uh, uh, oh, you know what else? Um, I'll Be Home for Christmas with, yes, Christmas with yes, Jonathan I'll, Taylor Thomas yep, as a Disney Another one. home improvement alumni there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, quite, answers we will not accept. Some of the stuff that plays on 25 Days of Christmas, like Toy Story 1, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3. Just because just it, it has one so scene. Just because it is one scene of Christmas time does not make it a Christmas film. Uh, I mean, at least they stopped doing the Harry Potter thing, I think. I think they lost the rights to Harry Potter, Freeform. Usually uh, okay. on sci-fi. Or else it would still be gone. Because those have Christmas scenes in them as well. So obviously they're Christmas Yeah, but it films. doesn't make it a Christmas uh, <laughs> movie. I, that's how they think of it. Lion King is playing during 25 Days of Christmas, which doesn't make any sense. There's no Why? Christmas scene in those. Um, I hate when they do that because they literally play those movies all year round as it is. Right. And there are so many Disney movies. I can I mean, see Christmas the, movies. I they can see playing. the case for Frozen because it has snow, but it yeah. takes place during summer. Uh, right, it takes place right. during summer. But they do have that Olaf short film now, too, um, which I am getting. But, I'm getting from Disney Movie Club. It has um, Olaf's. Of, uh, Olaf short with six other shorts, and then uh, I'm getting Christmas Carol, the um, oh, the Mickey the Jim Mouse, Carrey one? the Mickey oh. one. I was gonna say we have the Jim Carrey one. Blech. I, I enjoyed it. I've only seen it once in theaters though, but I, I enjoyed it. Mm, it just wasn't all I thought it was gonna be. I guess. 
But yeah, so those are the films we're looking for. We're not looking for... I also got the Santa Claus on Black Friday for 10 bucks On Blu-ray. Oh, that's good. Yeah, no digital, though. But the digital copy's worth 18 bucks on iTunes. So, really? Yeah, I got this for a good deal then. <laughs> but, yeah, I've got two copies of it, I think. Favorite Disney Christmas movie. So I told you what we won't accept. It actually has to have Christmas as a big part of the film. Please. Not just a one scene. Not a one scene. Um, and maybe we'll also add a question another week here about your favorite Disney Christmas traditions. You know, like some people have Christmas ornaments or they might watch a certain movie. It may not be their favorite Disney Christmas movie, but they might watch a certain Christmas Disney movie every year or, you know. Yeah, that's however. a good idea. So you know, maybe a favorite Disney Christmas tradition. Maybe people go down to Disney every year for Christmas. Yeah. So, and, and take in the sights and the Christmas party or the, um, you know, it used to be Anything the Streets it. of America lights. Um, oh, you know. yeah, the Osborne lights. Right. So I'm, I'm glad I got to see those a few times before they're gone. Yeah. That was really cool. All right. So where can uh, people find you at? Um, All Guy Adventures on Instagram. A-L-G-U-I-R-E Adventures. And Behind the Dreams Podcast on Instagram. All right. And you can follow the podcast on Facebook.com slash Behind the Dreams Podcast. Um, Twitter at BT Disney Podcast. We're on, you know, Stitcher and iTunes and still trying to get us on Spotify. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much our show. Like I said, we'll have a second episode that's strictly spoilers for Ralph Breaks the Internet. So hopefully you didn't tune out before we started talking about Ralph. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll catch you all in just a few moments, maybe. All right. Bye. Low battery. (laughs) See y'all real soon.